0: Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing and that you have done Thank you, Father, you're sitting Thank in the middle of you You're always there. In spite of what we feel or what it looks like, you're right there to heal. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you... me a moment, I'm going to get into this word, we're going to thank our pastor, the first lady right thank now, we're in Washington, D.C., thank the other Help celebrating Pastor Ronnie Miles' an anniversary. Amen. Praise the Lord, so we pray traveling mercies over them, praise God, and they're there and they celebrate with him, he's an awesome man of God, they're, they're buddies, they're buddies in the Lord, it's always good to have a buddy, you know what I mean. Praise uh, God. As I've been on this journey, well, Pastor uh, told me to keep the journey going, uh, living. Uh, in Miss Ronnie, Miss what? Miss Miles. And um, I uh, asked the Lord, "What should like I do?" I'm because I'm stuck in this, this, this season of uh, this world going crazy. Yeah. End of age time. <laughs> I'm stuck. Uh, I'm stuck on that that study. So um, the Lord laid to my heart uh, this week, and the title of this message is uh, "Don't Ignore the Check Engine Light." Oh. Oh. Don't ignore the check engine light, right. and I'm going to explain to you what that means. Praise God! But we're I gave Reed mm-hmm. this book. Rick winner world going crazy if you don't have an i get it please get it it's an awesome read please get it it's a beautiful read it actually gives us the insight of what's going on in these end times that we're living in these are some of the hardest times and some of the greatest times and some of the beautiful times that we're living in but you have to understand the season that we're living in praise god i have been um on this journey of uh, in my ministry of understanding spirit soul and body and on this journey of this study of spirit soul and body i um i i'm, I'm fascinated with this this word spirit, soul, and body. I came across over 30 years ago and I've been digging in it, digging in it, digging in it, researching it, researching it it, to understand how God created us and what our purpose for our humanity is, how we function, how our mind works, how our spirit works, how our body works. Because if you don't recognize the real enemy to who you are, You will be your own enemy to who you are. Praise God. And the devil loves to confuse you or distract you. He wants to confuse you to change your identity, to make you feel or that you're not worthy to be who God called you to be. Praise God. If you would turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, praise God, chapter 5 verse 23 praise God chapter 5 verse 23 praise God don't ignore the check engine light praise God First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 says and the very God of peace sanctify you whole And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That verse of scripture identifies the triune man, the three part man: the spirit, soul, and body. We have a spirit that came from God. We have a soul to give us self awareness, and we have a body to walk around on this earth. Praise God. Those three parts should work in harmony according to God's principles. Those three parts should work in harmony according to God's principles and laws. But Adam sinned, he he disengaged his spirit man away from God. When Adam fell, he fell into the next round of selfishness, selfishness, or self-awareness. Before he sinned, he had a spiritual relationship with God, connected with God. God poured into his spirit, his soul analyzed what was going on, and his body did what God asked him to do from his spirit. Are you with me? Yeah. Part of our spirit, praise God there are three parts of our spirit. Those three parts of our spirit, praise God, is called intuition. The three parts is consciousness, conscience, intuition, and communion conscience, intuition, and communion. It's important to understand what this means. It's important to understand what this means. It's it's really valuable to recognize your spirit. Your spirit has conscience, intuition, and communion. Your spirit is a sense of what's right and wrong with one's conduct and motive. Intuition is the knowledge that comes to us without the help of a the soul, the mind. That's how God dropped things into you, giving you a revelation or awareness of who God is, or have you ever had a deja vu, or something you've seen, you know, those things drop into your spirit. You analyze those things through your soul. See, we are spirit beings, but we live in a body that have a soul. And God is a spirit. He don't deal with our soul. Even though people get emotional or soulish. And they can sense the spirit of God. Okay, that's feelings. But God is a spirit. Even though you feel bad, God said you are good, spiritual. But your feelings tell you something else through your soul. But I want to talk about the conscience because it's important. The conscience is our check engine light for the body. Your conscience is your check engine light for the body. You've got to understand this is very important because what the enemy wants to do he wants to quiet your conscience so he can divert you to think about your feelings so you can act out what he wants to put into your soul that. Yeah. Yeah. This, now, it ain't that deep but it's fascinating to me because without our, see it would be illegal for God to say you're doing wrong without warning you that you're doing wrong It wouldn't be be right or righteous for God to say, okay, now you're in trouble. Now you're going to to hell or you're going to do all these things if he didn't warn you of your behavior first. He has to. He's a a loving God. He don't want us to be in trouble. He don't want us to be out of line. He don't want us to act up. He don't want us to disrespect him. He He wants us to love him. Praise God your heart, soul, and mind. And the word heart in that scripture is your spirit. So your conscience, you got to understand what the, how important the conscience is from the spirit. Your conscience is a sense organ. It's the, it's the, it's the discerning the origin, which distinguishes right and wrong. However, through the influence of knowledge, stored in the mind, but rather by the spontaneous direct, ju- uh, direct judgment, often reasoning will justify things which are consciously judged. In other words, your conscience convicts you of some things, and your soul to reason them out. Are you with me? Your conscience will say, don't do that. Your soul said it ain't that bad. I feel good about what I'm doing. Praise God. See, without a law in your spirit, your soul would run random. That's why in the Old Testament, God gave the Ten Commandments so they can know you're going wrong until they have a law that pricked their conscience. Are you with me? Your conscience is designed to warn you that something's going on in the body, it's your check engine. So when your conscience tricks you, you're supposed to wake up, stop, and check out what's going on. But when, so this is the funny or the this is the, the, the strange thing about your spirit and your conscience. If you ignore it over the years, now when you're first born, you 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 come complete. Spirit, soul, and body. For instance, have you ever seen a little child? And they're doing something, and you say, no, stop, they, they jump, then they start crying, they feel convicted in their conscience, and they feel it in their soul, so they start crying. Because they know it was wrong. They, they knew it was wrong, but they didn't have the power to stop doing it until the word stop came out. Then they look at it, they frown up, they want to cry, because they feel bad about what they were doing based in their soul. One of the things about the conscience is that you have to understand: if it's not fed, if your spirit man is not engaged into a law that's much stronger than the soul, are you with me? Then your conscience will quiet down. When we're younger, you we trying to smoke; <laughs> your body's don't do this. Oh, the you know, conscience can't. You know, you would say, Oh Lord, forgive me. But after a while, the more you ignore your conscience in your spirit, it gets quieter. Yeah. Or it doesn't have the power right. to right. shake right. you back in line, right. convict you. Right. See, yeah. the enemy wants to keep you so soulishly connected to feelings and the soul, the sense for it, what you feel, taste, smell, and see, and overload you with that information. That your conscience began to get quiet. It's still there. It don't go nowhere. It doesn't have the power that it had when you were first born. Right. And the reason for the reason why your conscience have the power because you have been we have, we have i must say we have been soullessly endowed, soullessly aware, so much information to the soul, our feelings, our behavior, our sense origins. That the spirit man doesn't have a power that it should have in the beginning. That's why the scripture says, And the very God of peace sanctify you whole, whole. And I pray the whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Praise God. Unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we get born again, we get a new spirit, and that holy, that new spirit has a relationship with the Holy Spirit. See, in your spirit, man, when you when you see receive Jesus Christ, you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Because what what Christ did on the cross, now. You're set free to be redeemed. sealed into the day of redemption with your spirit. The problem is that your soul is still, it still has those, those functions of the past. Right. Especially if you, were, if, you were, if you were in a chaotic environment. You were raised in a chaotic environment. Custom, fussing, screaming, hollering, whatever. Or if you were in an a environment that had none of that but they didn't have the laws of God. Your soul becomes adapted to the environment you was raised in. And here's how the enemy must get you to ignore the check engine light, which is your conscience. Your conscience is the check engine light to tell you, get back in line with God. The problem is that when the spirit man does not get fed the word of God, See, the Word of God is important. It's not just a book of history, a book of poetry. It's not just a book that would give you stories about a, a death, a burial, and resurrection. It's a book that's designed to strengthen you in your inner man, to cause you to be able to walk in holiness with God. It's, these words, listen, the more you study this Word, the more you travel on this journey through the Word of God, the more you become like God in your spirit. Come on, God. Yeah, yeah. This book has been around for oh, thousands and hundreds of years. It's been here. We are living in the best time ever to get the powerful revelation of the word of God. So let me show you something about this age we're living in. The devil has been plotting this plan since the cross. He was on, ever since Jesus rose from the dead and and, and, uh, and set us set us free in, in God, His plan was to destroy mankind before mankind before Jesus. But His, his He all uh, all hell broke out when Jesus rose from the dead. is coming. If you look go back at history, some of the evilest, of ugliest times were coming after the cross through mankind. I mean, some stuff horrible, horrible stuff was happening. And even today, oh my God, there's some stuff going on. If you don't have your thumb on the pulse of these times, all you'll ever be to understand about is what's happening around you. And what the enemy wants to do is to quiet your conscience so you can ignore the check engine light. When that light comes on and you don't you don't act on it. Yes, you, yes, we all make mistakes. Yes, but we are, we are we are supposed to get it right and move forward. He wants you to make a mistake and stay in the rut. He wants you to stay downtrodden, depressed, sad, angry, upset, evil, and mean. So your conscience will not prick you toward conviction, but his soul will condemn you for acting up. The soul wants to condemn you For acting up. Turn your Bibles to Matthews 24 Matthew 24 When I'm sitting with someone And I'm counseling them I'm trying to hear The pain in their conversation And when I hear The pain in their conversation Through the Holy Spirit I want to analyze or understand to get a revelation of the journey to the pain. I want to understand the journey to the pain. What were the events that caused you to be so upset that you sit sitting in front of a counselor? To get help. To understand. You know what I mean? And and without the Holy Spirit, because I'm not that smart. Believe me, I could from high school. I couldn't spell my middle name. It to God and the Holy Spirit to get me to where I am today, and I love God for it. I love the journey. I don't. I don't recommend nobody take my journey. You got one of your own. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> this was a rocky road, buddy. <laughs> but thanks be unto God. Praise God. Oh, we all triumph through the blood of Jesus. Please, God. Turn to Matthew twenty. And look at verse 12. Because what's happening in our, like Pastor said, there were seven generations that are living in this this time now. Seven generations of people. Seven generations of people. Because we see young people act older than we do. We see some some younger people act much older. I mean, they just, anyway. Matthew 24. It says... And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And this is a prophetic timeline that Jesus was telling the disciples that these things are going to happen. They were happening even in this time. And now we are in 2023. We're soon to knock on the door in 2024. Things are going to escalate even worse. Friends, listen. Iniquity. This word, iniquity, is a Greek word for lawlessness. Lawlessness. Iniquity is lawlessness. When I looked it up years ago, the Greek word was Avon. And I said the world was pregnant with Avon's baby. Because lawlessness is lawlessness. I mean, lawlessness, this there could be pestilence, earthquakes, and, and all those things all all over the world. But some of those things happen in certain places. Certain places. Like this weekend. You ever seen New York flood? Come on. You ever seen New York? Come on. You ever see the greatest city in the United States flood? And people were, come on, I mean inner city. Something's wrong with the system. But that just happened in New York, right? but this according to the scripture here lawlessness is going to happen everywhere yeah. everywhere lawlessness is so uh, rampant right now that our young people are tearing up the city yeah they're running they're running in and uh Bloomingdale's gucci stores they run into places snatching products and running out the door and they don't care if they get caught they get, on the, they get on. They get on. They it on this on the, uh, social media and post it, and that 15,000 people showed up in one place and tear the city up. That's lawlessness and a great scale. And the thing is that the the, the, the cities don't have any solution for it. They have no solution for it. And when you say you won't do it. Because it, feel, it feels so good in your soul when you're around them, you get involved. Because it feels good. And then they go home and watch the game on the stolen TV the TV. They don't care. All because the enemy has filled, have bombarded our minds with information that's not of God. Social media has bombarded us constantly over and over and over videos, tweets, Tiktok. All, I mean all the time, over and over and over and over and over. You see people with their cell phone walking in traffic and don't care if their car is coming or not because they're so captivated by social media. And what it does, let's me do very carefully now, what it does, it bombards you with information. And you know the greatest thing to the human body is knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Knowledge is addictive. It's addictive. The more knowledge you have, the more aware of, of awareness you have with certain things. But certain knowledge does not reinforce the spirit. All it does, it overpowers the soul. Because it feels good. It looks good. It sounds good. The wrong knowledge, the wrong information quiets the conscience. And when the check engine light come on, people ignore it. Don't they have a conscience that they turn up the neighborhood? Don't they have a conscience that they carry a gun? Don't they have a conscience does, does it doesn't bother them that they're beating on? The conscience is very important because God gave you that. To make sure that you would have no excuse. No excuse. For when his punishment comes <clears throat> lawlessness. Because iniquity, it's just a, it's a, it is, because lawlessness shall abound. The love. This, this is what this is what it does. The love of many wax cold. Wax cold. They don't know how to love. They don't know what love is. They think love is a feeling. Love is not a feeling. It's a godly duty, principle. That you walk in. You walk in love. Praise God this battle with the spirit and the soul is an ongoing battle that we all have constantly over and over, all day long. All day long. Back in the day, I used to love a cold beer. Ooh, ooh a cold beer. This is my A cold beer that foam every on the side of the glass. watching the game. A cold Budweiser. A cold beer. You watching the game because you don't do it no more. You watching the game, make sure yeah. that beer, that foam running inside the glass, with the glass all cold and chilled. And then your soul says, "Oh, then yeah." You, your soul says, "I want it." Yeah. So you have to tell your son, "No, nah, we don't do that no more." Mm-hmm. But if you ignore that, you'll get up out your out, your, go to go get one. Not just. Whatever you were delivered from, whatever you had an issue with, and your soul, the enemy is trying to tempt you to go back. Over and over again. Over and over again. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Listen at this. Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 23. I was talking to a young man yesterday and he was in, he's, he's on a journey of renewal and I was telling him, I said, great, you're on a journey but you can't sit home and not sit under the word because now that you're on a journey the enemy is after you to get off the journey to tell him you're fond, you're I said No, you've got to get under the word of God. you got to go to church. Here at Harvest, we have so many open doors. We have uh, 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 women affirming righteousness. we got healing, damaged emotions. we got round table talk. We have uh, seven o'clock Bible, Bible study with the pastor. We have so many entities that you can get into to, to get the word of God. And get the principle of God that your spirit man and your conscience become pure again. Yeah. But you must take the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Listen to this Proverbs 4 and 23. It says, Praise God. It said, Keep thy heart with all diligence. That means this, this is serious. With all, with all diligence. Why? For out of it are the issues of life. If you don't keep your heart, praise God, your spirit, soul, body with all diligence because out of it comes the issues of life. What are you? Bring, what's, what's happening into your life? What are you bringing out of your life? Who are you? See, one of the greatest tricks of the enemy is to uh, mess you up about your identity. He was a confusion I've never seen in history. And I'm 72 years old. More people don't know who they are than ever before. I can't even watch a good cowboy movie now that I, I know who the real enemy is. I thought it was the Indians. I'm serious. I'm so I'm serious. I see the trick now in the Western. I see why they shall, you know me. I can't even watch a good war movie because I know who the real enemy is. So many, uh, so many people all all over are changing their identity to be something else. You know why? Because they feel different. You cannot argue them about how they feel. But remember, when Adam sinned, we fell into the soul's realm, so feelings became premier. Feelings, your feelings became number one instead of your spirit. And the only way your spirit becomes number one again, you got to get under the Word of God. You've got to have a word study. You've got to sit up with some teaching. You've got to have a relationship with God. You've got to get involved with the Word of God. It's designed to keep you aware of who you are and whose you are. It's important. This ain't no Sunday gathering. This is time to learn, get involved, get in relationship, get involved with God, know God, how God, your purpose is in God. It ain't about to come, put your tie down, take a, a take communion. No, it's about a fellowship, and relationship with God. Yes, it's a personal thing, yes. Yes, yes. That's why the Bible says work out your own soul salvation. Yes. Your spirit's already saved, but your soul is confused because the environment it was raised in, or it introduced itself to too, yes. social media. They keep changing the name, but the game is still the same. Still the same. It's designed to keep you from connecting to your spirit with God. That's the trick. It ain't a new game. It's the same game. Go show you. we show you. It's the same game. Uh, Paul was playing, was dealing with that same game in the Bible. Listen at this. Turn to Romans chapter seven. glory Romans chapter seven. It ain't a new game. It's the same game. Romans chapter seven. And because of lawlessness abound, the many, uh, the love of many is wax cold. Love is wax cold. People don't they, they don't they love no more. They don't want to love. You say hi, huh? they want to fight hi what? You say excuse me, what you do? You know, I mean, come on. Romans 7, let's go to verse 14. Bear with me, because I'm going to try to say this so you can understand this. For we know that the law is spiritual. There you go. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am quarreled, sold under sin. Now, we know that the, see the law was spiritual. He's talking about the the, the, the Old Testament. Those laws, were see, they were spiritually designed to wake you up to understand that you were doing something wrong. Because without the law, sin runs granted. Uh-huh. Then it says, "For that which I do, I allow not, because of the law. For what I would that that." Do I not but, but what I hate that I do? Because he you know the law said don't do it, but his flesh would want to do it. He said if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is is it is good. Now then it is not. It is no more that is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. See, this is the battle that we all have. Paul was having it back then. For I knew that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. So, when he wanted to do good, his flesh was saying, No, I'm not doing it. So, in other words, he looked to his feelings to do what the law wanted to do. What did he do? So, for I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good. I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but evil, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So he understood, even though he wanted to do good, and, he, and his feelings, the, the the flesh wouldn't even want to do it. His flesh warred against his desire to do what his spirit was telling him to do. See, this is the battle we all have. Your conscience, always, your conscience, your spirit will tell you what is right because it comes from the law of God's spirit. But your flesh said, wait, wait a minute. You did it last time. How come you want, not want to do it now? So that's why you gotta tell your flesh, "No, we ain't doing that no more." Why? Because the spirit, my spirit, man, there's a law in me that says, "Not, I'm not, not to do that," and I'm going to obey that law. Praise God. Praise God. Turn to Romans one. Romans first chapter. What happens? This is what happens. When you know to do good and you don't do it. Although read scripture this morning. Had this word. I want to explain that word reputable. When you know to do good and you don't do it, then, then you, you turn yourself over to a double-minded person. So this is what, this is what Romans say here. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, look at the word there. In Romans 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Listen, to do those things which are not convenient but but filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, uh, malignant, whispering, backbiting, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boastful, envious of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, uh, covenant breakers, without natural affection, unplaceable, unmerciful, who who knew the judgment of God. They which commit such things were worthy of death, not only to do to do the same, but but have pleasure in them that do them. So, so what happens is that when your conscience convict you, and you keep ignoring it, actually, God don't turn you over. There is no other place to go. You turn yourself over to this attitude, to this journey. Where you don't even know what's going to take you. Because it might feel good when you're doing it. And then you keep on doing it. Next thing you know, you're in this dark hole of all of these things and feeling pleasurable about doing it. I was watching a documentary about uh, Little Richard. And Little Richard was on a journey where his, his number one song, they had to change the words. Because the words were so filthy. But the style of music was so uh, uh, acceptable at that time. They changed the words for him to be able to sing the song, make a record. The, t- the song "Boop Bop Boop Blam" that song that was what was so nasty. They changed the words, and because they, because he was so engaged in that, he did those things that were not like not worthy unto God. But then, when the Holy Spirit came in, he changed. He changed. He had to make a change. And I heard him say he had messed up a whole lot of people in his day of what he was doing in his lifestyle. He had to go to forgive him. Did y'all see the already He said that he had to go to forgive him. Even at the end of his day, he knew his life was, took a lot of people off the road of righteousness. But in So let me tell you about the word repentance. Repentance means to turn away a one way of living and turn to a righteous way of God. Forgiveness is for those who are saved. Repentance is for those who are on the road of reprobate. To repent of their ways and turn back to God. In other words, when you repent, you turn to the kingdom. But the enemy wants you to ignore this check engine light in your spirit called conscience. I want you to ignore your conscience so you can continue to defile who you are on the inside and your soul. I'm serious. This is serious. I'm not here to play. I'm here to, to warn you that things ain't going to get no better. This will get worse. You think New York flooded? Well, you went to the flood Hits your house. Who are you going to call on? You're going to call Ghostbusters. You're going to be Jesus When you see young kids Cursing out their parents They don't even know what those words mean But it's in them And they ignore their conscience Until somebody charged them or what they're doing And put the word of God in them To purify their conscience again They will continue to curse their parents Curse you, curse the law, curse everybody this is a serious age for living in. And you can have the best life you, you, you ever had if you follow God. I'm blessed. Amen. I'm happy. I'm at peace. I'll take a good nap. I'll fall into cheer just like this. <laughs> I mean, I'll be tearing it up. i be game on. He does I'm, sure. oh, <laughs> I'm just a play. <laughs> I'm not upset. I, look, I'm filled with joy. I speak full glow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy. I'm not trying to get rid of my wife. I'm trying to get close to my wife. I'm trying to get rid of my kids. I'm going to get close to my kids. I can't wait like to see my great granddaughter, Montana. town. I love my family. I love, I love people. I ain't trying to close the door and close myself off because I'm scared, fear, and, and worried. No. Right now, I'm only looking at one eye. I can't see out of this eye clearly. I have a retina detachment. I had an operation on this eye. I can see now, I can see because the operation, I can see over, I can see up until I got a liquid at the bottom that they got to drain out so I can see clearly. But I ain't worried about that. I'm still cool. In Jesus' name, I still see colors, I'm still blessed. I know this body will so last forever and things will ever happen. But this I think on my eyes I said, Lord, thank you. God is me. He was full of joy, I was full of joy. Praise God. Walk around broken heart, broken down. If the enemy attacked my body, we'll give it to the Lord. I can sit around worry about it. Say, God, is on you. If I live, I live unto Christ. If I die, I die unto Christ. That's what Paul said. I don't let no disease or no 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 uh, illness wear me down. If I get all worried and perplexed and upset, no, I'm trusting God, trusting God to the end, and that's just a, and that's the new beginning, that's the, new beginning. the new beginning. That end to a new beginning. Praise God! I'm telling you, young people, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. cause by the time you get my ache all hell will be going crazy. Are you going to be able to afford to live in a neighborhood that ain't going wild? Will right. you have to lock your doors? You don't even know when the rapture coming. Or the great tribulation. You don't even care no more. The Bible said we'd be caught in the morning looking over eye. We'd get out of here. Get caught up. Rapture out of here. Then all, then all hell is going to break up. And some of y'all are going to be here. Some of y'all, if y'all don't be here, your kids going to be here. Your great grandkids your going to be here. And y'all, the people play with church, act like they ain't no big thing. They ain't to go here. I ain't got to read the Bible. as a book. My God. False no, problems are anywhere. everywhere. Everywhere. They say hey. all kinds of crazy stuff on, hey. on social media about God. About God. The one that created them. The one that's present in their mouth. Maybe babies, dumb stuff. You to get your conscience clean with God. So you have your check- engine light checked out. Praise God. Who glory. Too late. No no stop. Here, stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. This is God's voice. He steals you. keep you at peace. He leads you out of all your trouble. Yeah. He assures you that I'm with you. Yeah. He enlightens you. Yeah. He encourages you. Yeah. He comforts you. He you down. He'll calm you in the midst of a storm. He well. And he will convict you. You out of love. Listen to what Satan did. Check this out. The devil will rush you. He'll push you. He'll fight you. He'll confuse you. He'll discourage you. He'll worry you. He'll you. And then he condemns you. what well, to keep you in a rush. He want to keep you pushing, you keep you fighting, keep you confused, keep you discouraged. That's the voice of the enemy. But God will calm you in the midst of the storm. When everything's going, going crazy, you chill in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So I say to you, Get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes in the word of God. Elevate your spiritual environment around people and the word of God. Yes. Get rid of the judgmental attitudes towards other people. Do yes. you want <laughs> Don't judge them. Look, that, no, that, that's pastor with three C's, I got three C's too. Stop condemning, complaining, and and, and um, You. Don't, don't, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. But your opinion matters. Too many people criticize, condemn, or complain about everything. Praise God. Y'all, are you calling me? phone call is my phone. I'm not going to condemn or complain. Or criticize. <laughs> okay. It's a, uh, assume, em- assume everyone needs to. Because you need encouragement. me an encouragement. I assume everyone needs encouragement. Surrender the gift to the gift of the Holy Spirit. He comes to comfort you and informs you and enlighten you. Don't let fear stop you from your journey in God. Remember that you always are on a Messiah. You're always on the Messiah. You don't have to be zealous about your assignment. Just walk in it in peace. Knowing that you have the the action in the word of God. Praise God. Praise God. God. Don't don't ignore the check engine light. The light is on. Is it loud enough for you to to, to pull to the side and get your engine checked out? Or are you going to ride around with the light on and don't care? Mm -hmm. Because some people do when that check engine light come on, definitely. They'll put a, a smaller face over the top of the light. <laughs> 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 so they, so they want to look at it. That's what they do with the conscience. ignore the conscience in their spirit. And God is saying, I'm, I'm turning the light on because I need you to pull to the side and get a change, a whole change. You might need to new battery. You might need to be enlightened. You might need to be just dishonorable. ready to flush out. Praise God. Don't ignore your conscience. That's what God give, gave us. He will convict us to do righteous. Praise God. Amen. Praise, Amen. God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. God is good. Yes, yes. He's an awesome God. Yes. I want to encourage you again. See how thick your book is? This world, the world going crazy. Get it. gonna take you through the Journey through the scriptures of these times we're living in. And again, you understand an understanding of why things are happening. And the one the great warning in this book is that things are going to escalate even more. Even more. Praise God. Praise God. That's your message for today. That's the thank you. God. Thank you, God. Um, thank, thank you for praise and worship. It's awesome. Awesome. Thank you for the praise team, the praise They just ushering your spirit to allow us to minister with grace. Thank you, Father. We pray blessings over them. We pray that this word will fall. There's some things we can't change. But you said in your word, these things must come to pass. We can pray against them all.